Welcome back to HappyProductions.Live. Doing things a little bit different tonight. Just got off the air with Katie Vernon. What a lovely time that was to hang out with her. And uh, guess what? That's not the end of our guests. We have the lovely Samuel Wilbur in the studio tonight as well. Good evening. Hey, Sam, how are you doing today? And also, it's kind of a special day for you. You could say that. (laughs) Birthday? Yep. Today is my 37th birthday. Congrats. Happy 37th. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. Hey, what better way than to promote my music? Hey, that's a a good point. And speaking of music, you, you put on a new record today. I did, yes. Yeah. Well, you you gotta you gotta tell me about this record. What's what's the story? Well, every year on my birthday, I put out an album. Started doing that about seven years ago, just as a good excuse. And yeah, so each year, these are the songs that I uh, feel the most strongly about. I write a ton of music, and so then I push um, twelve or ten or whatever forward each year, and then yeah, go through the whole process of mixing and mastering and all that fun stuff. That's awesome. And I have, I have a little inside info on how the sausage is made with your records, because I know, I know one of the producers that you work with, yep. to- Tony Williamette down at Minnehaha. Yes. Sh- shout, Tony. shout out to Tony. Shout out Tony. Um, he told me, I was hanging out with him over the weekend, and he said that you show up to the studio with like 30 tracks or 40 tracks of like basically a finished song for him to kind of just help whittle, whittle down. Is that kind of what, what you bring him into the process for? Yep. Yeah. I like to overdo it with too many instruments, too many vocals, all that good stuff. And then Tony and I sit through and then we're like, cut. Yeah, what do we need? What don't we need? That's yeah. awesome. That's a cool way to do it. So you just record everything at home. You're the guy. Yes, I uh, I try to be. Yeah, I record things in my DIY studio at home. And yeah, sometimes it's more professional than others. But it's, yeah, and then Tony helps make it sound nice. Oh, man, well, you've been we've, been, we've been loving like, so we just got this record today, which I full disclosure, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so I'm excited to listen to this tonight, because I'm going to play it front to back. I love it. Um, that's going to be super fun. What's the title of this new album? It's called Tone Deaf. Tone Deaf? What's, what is that, what's the title about? What's it from? Well, um, yeah, I mean, some people, I mean, it's kind of funny, because my voice is not great, so Tone Deaf, kind of a little joke there, but then also, um, just throughout the last couple of years, some people being really tone deaf about, you know, their social media presence, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if at the beginning of the pandemic, the, a bunch of celebrities did the John Lennon Imagine yeah. song. <laughs> yep. And that kind of is where the, uh, that's kind of where this song started from. <laughs> that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't a fan of, uh, of what's her name? Go- the, uh, Wonder Woman. I don't remember. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> nothing against any of them. It just came, it came across as a little tone deaf, you know? Yeah. And then I also noticed other people posting similar things throughout, uh, you know, those, interesting years and so yeah just kind of that's kind of what it's about yeah okay i i love that take these people to task hold their <laughs> yeah. feet to the fire man somebody's got to do it right these yeah i i i love that um so you're you're a guy who creates plays all the instruments right on on everything yep so on this album i play everything um i have a friend sam hall who you know plays the drums yep and then I got a couple special guests here and there uh, throughout it. But yep, traditionally I play everything on it. Wow. Okay. Minus so drums. minus minus drums. Well, shout out Sam Hall out in Portland. Yeah. If if you think he's listening right now, I don't know. But I if don't, so, hello I, Sam. I, I hope so. Hello Sam. Sam, we got we got Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, that's man. I got I got so much to ask you about. Yeah. So how'd you how'd you start with music? Like what what got you? Yeah. How, yeah. Where'd you get your start? Well, I was when I was younger. I mean, I played piano, but didn't really get into it then. I took piano lessons for two years, then in, in 
fifth grade, I wanted to be in, uh, I wanted to play drums. So you had to take piano to be in percussion. So I did that. And I really, nothing like clicked for a long time. I did a marching band in high school and I still didn't like, nothing clicked. I, I thought it would be cool to be on drumline, but I was not, not good at it. So I was not good enough to do that. And then when I was 16, I just fell in love with the Beatles. And so I was like, I need to learn a guitar so I can play Beatles songs. Yeah. So I specifically uh, got a guitar and just learned uh, Beatles songs. That was the whole purpose. And then through that, I realized you can also write songs. Yeah. You know? I, I love that. So what was your first Beatles song you learned? Uh, first day, got the guitar um, and did um, Day Tripper. Nice. Yeah, okay. And I was blown away that in the first day, I mean, I played it horribly, but in the first day I could play that riff, you know, very poorly, but that blew my mind that that could happen. Yeah. That it could be as good as the Beatles on day one. I would I would say so. Day one. Man, George Harrison writing songs so simple. Is, is that a George song? Is it John? I couldn't tell you on that one. Yeah. No. I uh, I mean, the riff makes it's it... not George, though. I don't no, think yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. Who's, who is your Beatle? I, I love them all. I think I gel the most with Paul. Nice. Um, just because I like his, you know, songwriting and his personality, and yeah, I think yeah. he's great. I and, love them all, though. Yeah, and because you're you're and because you're a musical guy, like I, I feel like there's a, I, I like knowing who people's favorite Beatle is because I feel like it's a weird personality test <laughs> in, a, in a strange way, right? Like people that like John are usually more emotional and more attached, uh, just attracted to that type of thing, right? That more guttural, whatever it is. Um, and then Paul is more, whimsical is not the word, but he's more musical and it's more methodical. That's that's the way I think of Paul. Paul, I feel like Paul's more methodical and kind of similar with George, but he's quieter. Yep. You know? Um, no, it's it's that's very cool. So you started off listening, listening to the Beatles. You, you were doing drumline, you picked up a guitar, and then like just kind of expanded on into other instruments from there is, is kind of the story? Yep, learned guitar and then relearned piano just through chords, just like literally sitting at the piano and be like, okay, I know how to play an E on the guitar, so let's find out what notes those are and then just play that on piano. And then, yeah, just started learning songs that I liked and then I had a little Tascam um, four-track recorder yeah. and just started diving headfirst and this is pre-internet-ish, uh, so, you know, pre-YouTube and everything like that, so just learning by doing it poorly over and over Fair. Yep. yeah that's that's the only way to do it man mm. you just you just fail and luckily you weren't uh, you weren't a part of the camera generation where you had to fail, film yourself fail and have people comment this guy's the worst right because we might not be getting birthday records if that happened yeah exactly yeah there was no no youtube comments on my first several years of songs so yeah <laughs> which is yeah and and i'm not i i don't know those songs at all but i know everybody's first couple of songs yeah. are not what they want them to be no you gotta yeah. start somewhere exactly and then and then you get to where you are now well i've been i've been making you talk for for a little while mm -hmm. why don't we why don't we let you play something man okay, you yeah. want you want to play us a song well let's do it yeah that's why i'm here i love it man so samuel Wilbur, you're going to be playing a song on the acoustic guitar and you all are in for a treat because We've got a multi-instrumentalist in the house, and we're making him strip it down. We're making him play on just the one the one guitar here. So, Sam, what are you going to play for us here? Um, let's do a song called Not Quite Right. Sweet. Before you start, can you give me a strum there so mm -hmm. I can get my sound right? Ready? You're good. Right. 
Sadly, we can't start the night against the cold morning gray. Turn up the house lights, start this damn parade. Well, I hope you don't wanna dance. I hope we're not gonna fight. Drowning on sacred land. I 
Jesus said it better than me. Wow. All right. That was incredible. Dude, thank you. Um, also, one, one quick note. You do not have a bad voice. Your voice is incredible. <laughs> Holy. Wow. Um, dude, that is... I that is so cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, and no, I mean genuinely there is so many cool influences there that create Sam Wilbur. Wow, I feel like I, I just met you. Yeah, um, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I I've listened I've listened to your stuff in, in the studio and I've I've loved that and we've been playing Can't Complain. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, for sure. So okay, uh, I'm 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 done fangirling now. Um So were you into were you into like nineties alt rock? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That is that's that's a piece of the puzzle, right? Yes, I love like I loved Oasis and stuff. Um, yep. Back in the day, for sure. And then, I mean, Wilco is probably one of my biggest influences. Yeah. And so, yep. I I see it. So you're into you're into melody with an attitude. Yes, I love the yeah the emotional uh, raw component. Yeah, yeah. You're you're a little bit of everything. <laughs> wow. I. I love that man. Okay, so where uh, can you tell the story behind that song? Are you? Are you? It's okay if you don't want to tell the story because I know, like you know, sometimes you don't. Yeah. No, I'm happy to explain uh, what I can. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that song kind of came. So sometimes, yeah, a song will you know just come to you. Sometimes you'll work on something for a long time. So that yeah. one I started years ago, um, five five plus years wow. ago. And had uh, you know a total different vibe to it. Um, very it had a, the chorus was totally different and very like pop, uh, '90s pop kind of yep. style. And so every once in a while, I like to re-listen to the old stuff. And I was re-listening to it. And I was like, "Ooh, that verse is really good. Let's make this instead of a happy song. Let's make this a sad song." Yeah. And so I kind of went with that. And yeah, it's about. I mean. It, I've played that song before for some people, and they think it might like. I think they think it's sadder than it is when I say like I don't want to be here. Doesn't mean not this planet Earth. It was yeah. just where where I current was at the time in my life. I don't want to be stuck in that rut kind yeah. of situation anymore. Yeah. No, it uh, it took me back to like the um, that that mid twenties feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm gonna do a terrible job articulating this, especially because sure. you just did it in a song. <laughs> but that that mid twenties feeling where like you're at a house party and you're like, this is not fun. Like, I'm not having mm-hmm. fun here. <laughs> yeah. But, you you know, and, like, everyone around you is having this great ball of a time, but you're just, like, a ball of whatever's going on in you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you, yeah, you nailed it right there. Man, well, you nailed it, because that's, that's <laughs> what I got out of it. Um, super cool. So, so when you're, so you, okay. Uh, so, how do you go about writing your lyrics? Because you're, if you're a guy who sticks with something for five years, one, that's incredible. Because a lot of people put stuff on the shelf and it never comes down. Yeah. Um, it, but then, two, like, how do you, how do you go about writing the lyrics? Where do they come? Where do the ideas come from? Yeah, that's always the hard part. Usually, it has to come naturally. So, I, you, I never like start with lyrics. I'm not that kind of uh, yeah. writer. But yeah, I'll come up with a chord progression always first, and I'll just be strumming it, and I'll hear I'll, I'll hear the melody, and I just start freestyling, you know, what just nonsense essentially, yeah. and then you do that for a while, and then every once in a while you're like, ooh, there you go, there was, that was something, yeah. And then the best is when you eventually find a line that makes sense, and you're like, okay, so that's what this song's about, and then I build it out around that concept. I love it, and that's the, Wilco's an influence. I think that's Jeff Tweedy style, right? That's how he does it. Um, yeah, I guess I don't fully. Yeah, no. that's that's what I've that's what I've heard, but I it's all hearsay, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I 
I dig that. So what's your what's your favorite Wilco album? I'm not trying to derail this. You like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot? Yep, that's what introduced me to them. And so obviously I love that album, but uh, Ghost is Born, AM, Summer Teeth, like yeah. they, I, there's not a bad... Uh, not a bad entry point. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Oh, Sam, I uh, I really I really did I really dig this stuff. So you've got you got ten songs on the new record. Yep, it's called Tone Deaf. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a shot across the bow at uh, at celebrities and and everyone on social media. Right? Just that I should say, just that song, Tone Deaf. Fair, yeah, yeah fair. And I just like that name for the album. So it's a good. Yeah. It's a great name for a record. It's it's a great. Uh, it's it's got some. It's got like a punk vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I dig it. Yeah. So each song, yeah, each song is about. It's kind of its own self-contained. Thing, yeah. Oh really? So okay, cool. Um, so conceptually, what if you had to give it an overarching theme? Mm-hmm. What would you what would you assign to it? Yeah, well, Tony always kind of makes fun of me for this, but I bring in a lot of songs where there the theme is uh, our planet is dying. You know, <laughs> yeah. we're kind of overlooking that large fact. Yes, um, and there's some problems that I, like capitalism I point to often does Fair. not go hand in hand with solving climate crises. So that uh, is usually there. And then some social injustice that's going on. Those kind of, I think, fuel a lot of, you know, frustration. And that's usually kind of what I write about, a fr- coming from a place of frustration. Yeah. Because I can't do a lot actively, you know what I mean, like as a single person. So I like to vent my frustrations through music. Through, through your art, mm-hmm. which I, I think that is doing something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's some, it's, it's, at least it's, the very least it's therapeutic for me to, to get it out of me. Otherwise I don't know what, what I would do. For sure. We'd all implode if there mm-hmm. was no, if there was no escape valve and you give, you give that valve to other people that are listening to it too, you know, and that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've always wanted. I remember being in high school and listening to Suvian Stevens and being like, and, and Elliot Smith and that you hear certain things that would just like helped you so much at that moment. And that's what I love about music is to, when that is given to me, I would love <laughs> for that to you know to do that for someone else. Yeah. yeah, I I love it, and and being so prolific, I mean, putting on an album every year, you're definitely you're definitely doing it, man. Well, thank you. I'll try, dude. I I I love it so much. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we made this happen. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So so I got I got a question for you. I got to thank sponsors in a couple of minutes. So Perfect. your call. Do you want to play a studio track from the record, mm-hmm. or do you want to play another acoustic song before we go into go into the quick break? Why don't you toss on tone deaf? Does that work? I can do some tone deaf, yeah. Because yeah. I won't be playing that one live. So. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And uh, for everyone listening, I also want to mention, probably going to play this song again tonight oh. because I'm going oh, to, no, it's totally fine, um, because I'm going to play the record tone deaf in its entirety over the uh, the fourth hour of the show. So this is your, your quick single. We're speeding up the process for you. Single comes out now. Two hours later, the full album gets released. I'm glad you're here. That's, that's how we do it. Um, before I play this song, do you want to tell people where they can find the new album? Yeah, so currently it's just on my band camp, and so that's Samuel Wilbur, W-I-L-B-U-R, like the pig, uh, samuelwilbur.bandcamp, or just go to Bandcamp, uh, type in Samuel Wilbur, and it'll go on to all the streaming services, but just for the birthday uh, month, it's just going to be there. Awesome. Happy happy birthday to Sam. Yes. Here it is, Tone Deaf, the title track off the new record. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Glad You're Here and HappyProductions.Live.
glad you're here. This is Suffering Sam, owner of Dune Buggy Supply, where we fix and restore old air-cooled Volkswagens. Services include full engine and transmission rebuilds, stock and performance, a full machine shop and mechanical services, a large supply of new and used OEM and aftermarket parts. Located in Norwood, Young America, call us at 952-938-8877, 952-938-8877, and keep that old Volkswagen alive at Dune Buggy Supply. CMK Financial Services and Isanti is your trusted partner for tax planning and preparation for individuals, families, and businesses. With over a decade of experience in multiple industries, CMK Financial Services is there for you from the beginning with startup services for S-Corp, C-Corp, DBA, LLC, and more. CMK Financial Services has the knowledge to set you up right from the start and then keep you on track with services like bookkeeping, consulting, and payroll, and then pulls it all together come tax time. CMK Financial Services, 763-312-6010. Any platform, any budget. CMKFinancialServices.com. Second and third shifters, listen up. I'm Chainsaw Matt, inviting you to clock in with me for Dog Watch. Weeknights from 10 to 2. A great variety of music for everyone. That's still awake. Welcome back to HappyProductions.Live on Glad You're Here. We have the pleasure of having Samuel Wilbur in the studio with us tonight. Samuel Wilbur, the man of multiple bands, multi-instrumentalist, multi-hyphenate. That's what people say, multi-hyphenate, right? Um, well, we've got him in here doing live acoustic music. You got a guild. I like that. Oh, yes. I dig that, man. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah I love guilds. It's a pretty guitar. It's got a good sound to it. Thank you. Yeah. Well... We're gonna we're gonna uh, berate him into getting another song out of him here. So Sam, what do you what do you? I keep calling you Sam. Is that okay? Yes, if right. yes, of course. All right, Sam, what do you want to play for us here? I'm gonna play "When the Time Comes." This is the album opener. All right, all right. And uh, sorry, can you give me one more strum on the guitar? I gotta yep. get my sound right. You're good. All right. got someone else's blood I've got someone else's blood inside my veins and all I've ever felt is someone else's love I've got someone else's love running through me your work in this life to find out what you really love you better follow what you love while it remains and all this time I felt like I'd seen this somewhere else cause the feeling in itself is hard to say When the time comes when you're approaching your last days Promise me you'll say everything gotta say You gotta say everything that you gotta say 
the time comes when you're taking your last breath I hope the pain quickly fades away I hope you can join us when we celebrate Oh no no Hope you can join us for the rest of your deals Oh no no Hope you can join us as we celebrate And all I know is that we'll follow your footsteps As we make our own steps along the way Our only hope is that we leave with few regrets And that we leave behind new breath with our remains And don't you try to blame yourself for taking those missteps Cause we learn from those the best along the way So when the time comes when you're taking your last breath I hope the pain quickly fades away I hope you can join us for the rest of your day Time comes when you're approaching your last day. Promise me you'll say everything gotta say. Oh no no, you gotta say everything that you gotta say. You gotta say everything that you gotta say. I don't know where you come up with this stuff, man. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's the title on that one? Uh, when the Time Comes. When the Time Comes. That is the first track off the new record? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Um, Got a nice, beautiful little piano. I wrote that one on the piano, so it's kind of a piano-driven track. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm, ex I'm excited to hear the, hear the studio version to c compare and contrast to the, the acoustic one. Yeah. Um, are you big into, like, album sequence sequencing, like the order of the tracks? Um, yeah, yes, a little bit. I feel like it's almost a lost art because no one listens to them in it's the order. Such a shame. But I definitely put some uh, thought into the, the order. You know, you want to hit them with something that catches them right away. You know, got to have a couple bangers up top. Otherwise, yeah. it's kind of funny. You can see 
on the band camp, you know, how far people make it through the album and stuff. And so it's definitely, yeah, not everyone makes it to the end. So you got to get them something to latch on to. You, you got you to gotta catch, them, catch them early and hook them, hook them fast. Well, that is a good song to hook them fast for sure. Yeah. I, I applaud your, your choice in, in sequencing and your, your songwriting. <laughs> um, what's, the, what's the story behind that one? How did that one come into life? Yeah, um, that one... Yeah, that one kind of came real fast. So that was like a one and done. Sat down on the piano one day and just, yeah, kind of all came out. And then, yeah, recorded it probably within 70, wrote, recorded within 72 hours probably wow. of conception. And, yeah, this, there was this kind of a lot on my mind. Um, there was, you know, there was, uh, my dad's had some health concerns. Sorry to hear and that. And so there was a time where we thought, you know, during COVID that it might be towards the end. Luckily, it's not. And so just kind of dealing with that and just thinking about what a legacy that you leave behind. There's, uh, you know, a line that, uh, you know, we follow your footsteps and... Uh, we make our own missteps, but we learn from those along the way, and just kind of yeah, just kind of the thinking about yeah, what kind of what do you leave behind when you when you go? So kind of a yeah, it's it's the um, the big question, mm-hmm. really. I mean, legacy is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, something along uh, yeah that we leave behind new breath with our remains. I like that line a lot because yeah, because my father created me. Yeah, <laughs> I am breathing, <laughs> and will continue to breathe and to create something and then hopefully I can do the same. It, exactly. Like I mean it's it's kind of wild to think about. It's that butterfly flaps its wings thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your your dad just by existing mm-hmm. this album exists. Seven yeah. I mean uh, more than seven yeah. albums <laughs> exist just because your dad was alive and because he created you. You know, I mean that's Yeah. I that's, owe him some royalties for yeah. sure. <laughs> he's he's going to come for his checks. Mm-hmm. Uh, were your were your folks musical? Um yeah, my um my mom um, is. She would play piano a lot uh, growing up, and she's the one who got me to the Beatles, so got to give her a shout-out for that. Oh, yeah. She had a great record collection, and so that's kind of how I found a lot of music pre-internet age. And, um, yeah, um, my dad, not so much. He did at one point try to learn banjo, which I think is cool. Cool. Um, but, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, that's about the extent of it. But my mom and I will play music uh, together, and she... Uh, she sings on a song, on not on this album, but on something in the past and stuff. She sings nice. in a church band, so oh, very cool. She, she she's got it in her too. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I, I mean, there is a, there is something to be said about like, I don't I don't know how to I'm, I've never tried to articulate this thought before, um, but like the osmosis of music being passed down through the generations, yeah. you know, like just by being around your mom and, and her doing music makes it seem like yeah, people do music. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it seems like a normal thing, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I, if I have children, I will definitely be forcing them to start a family band with me. There you go. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna learn the banjo like your dad did? I do. You know how to play the banjo. You do know how to play the banjo? Yeah. Let's just open G, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what someone who doesn't know how to play the banjo says. Yeah, it must be easy. <laughs> well, yeah. It, you know, once that's the beauty of music. A lot of people think there's all these barriers, but once you learn one, you kind of crack not all of them, but the string ones are. You know, yeah. I learned how to play mandolin, ukulele, banjo. Uh, fairly easy. I tried my hand at trumpet, and that's obvi- that's a different world. It is. So I, I learned that there was a, a barrier there, and same for violin. I got a violin, and I can do some, but it's that's a different world too. And some is more than most people, though. Violin's yeah. tough. <laughs> violin is a hard one. Yeah. yeah, and and like you said, the uh, the brass instruments, like yeah, that mouth. Uh, I don't have that muscle, and so I took. Yeah, I sat. I tried. 
give it a, give it a college hey, try. But. Man, more uh, more <laughs> more power to you. How long did you last before you had to hang it up? Well, I I got one for I asked for one for Christmas, so I got it. So I was like, well, I have to learn it. And I was at the U of M at the time, and I worked in the parking ramps during the U of M, and so I would bring in to sit in there and try. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, try and yeah, not didn't didn't make the. The progress as easy as the other instruments, I, I couldn't. Yeah, dude, that's that's just so cool though. Like just the the parking attendant practicing Dude, trumpet yeah. in there. I I love that. That's a that's got John Prine writing songs yeah. while he delivers the mail vibes right yeah. there. Oh, so was there ever a time in your life? And I know you you started. How old were you when you started playing music? Sixteen. Sixteen. So. Before that, you loved music. You loved the Beatles, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And before that, I loved music too. We was growing up. We would listen to music all the time around the house and like on car trips and stuff. And there was a traveling Wilburys album of nice. tapes that we had, and we were the Wilburys, and so we connected with the Wilburys. And so I love it. Yeah, I loved that album when I was a little kid. I loved that. That's yeah. that's cool, man. And see, I another George Harrison connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep plugging George Harrison into yeah, things I mean, he doesn't great. fit in. Um, <laughs> but so. When you were when you were a kid, did you like create songs? Like, I mean, you don't know you're making songs, but were you were you writing songs before you wrote your first official song? Yeah, when because we had a piano in the house growing up, and so that was awesome. And when I would take piano lessons, I would just sit and hold down chord, you know, something with the left hand and mess around with the right hand. And I was like, oh, you know, like yeah. I'm creating something, you know. But it was obviously, but still, I I, I realized I was like. Yeah, I thought I was creating something. Yeah, yeah, well, you you were. Yeah, yeah, you're creating creating something from nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's the it's the greatest magic trick of all time. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I felt like I was a frog because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but something's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey man, there. Are, I I don't like to knock anybody's art, but there are some people on top forty that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like I'm not knocking art with some of those people because mm-hmm. they're not in it for to make music. They're in it for money. Yeah, which is you know what, fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's okay. But uh, I. That's what I. That's what I love about you and your stuff. That's that's not. That's not how it feels. It's pure. This is all from the heart, man. Yeah, it's a labor of love. Uh, yeah, I just want people to hear it. That's kind of my thing. And then you know, when the millions roll in, that'll be good too. Dude, exactly. That's that's fair. And uh, one more time, where where should people find find all your stuff? Well, you can go to uh, Bandcamp and type in Samuel Wilbur, and then also on Spotify, if you type in Samuel Wilbur, you'll see uh, what I have up there. Cool. And there's, yeah, I'm always dropping new singles and stuff, and so smash the follow button on Spotify, and you will get all my latest stuff. There you go. And any any gigs coming up? I know. Um, I, I play in a band called Pelican, and we are going to be playing some shows here coming up. I just don't have anything on the books. Oh, totally, totally fair. I uh, I don't blame you. It's been a beautiful summer. Get out there and enjoy it. Yeah, you know? we yeah we played some good shows over the summer, and then uh, usually during the, so during the school year, every Monday night, I go to Sociable Cider nice. in Northeast, and that's an awesome open mic. And I and that really helped me with this last album just to get out and play guitar solo and try to create recreate some of these songs yeah. you know solo because normally i do not do that i just, just have a little you know fair i have the advantage of uh yeah computer. which is which has got to be kind of um i sorry I'm, I'm trying to think of think of the way to say this like that's got to be it's got to be kind of tough to to create it create it from home and be like here world here's my creation like and you you're you have the ability to completely like finish it basically and put it put it out into the world if you want to um and and you don't like you don't get that that real-time feedback you know of of the going on stage and being like well let's see if they like it or not 
which is its own yeah. <laughs> animal, right? When you try something out that way, but it's it's kind of a cool way to be able to do it. Just to be like, hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna create I'm gonna create a full record this year. I'll create another one next year. I'll create another one next year, and I'm just gonna keep keep putting them out there and do with them what you will. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was a good gimmick too. It's like. Eventually that'll catch on. It'll be more impressive when I've done like twenty. Then someone's gonna have to be like, "Oh, okay, we gotta listen." Dude, I think it's impressive at seven. <laughs> I, I think it would have been impressive at two or one or anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's an impressive feat. Um, well, I know I've only got you for so long, and uh, I know you brought that beautiful guild with you and yeah. that beautiful voice. <laughs> do you want to do you want to play another one, or do you want to do a uh, a studio recording from from the record we could chat about? Um, yeah, I'll play another one since I'm out here. For sure, let's do it. Yeah. Play. I'm gonna play something not on the album. Is that all right? Oh, totally fine. Yeah, man. You can so. play whatever you want. You can play George. You can play uh, <laughs> uh, Day Tripper if you want. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This song is called "Promise." Promise by uh, Samuel Wilbur. Here you go. Wilbur, yes. All right. I made you a promise And I gave you a ring And you helped make me honest I tried to help you sing Why couldn't I have asked for more After all, after all I had done And I scaled up your castle wall After all, after all, I had won And I used to stay up at night Cause I couldn't wait for the day Now I I'm not ready to face the sunlight, the Sunday, the sunrise, the sun gave you a name And I felt all the glory Every time you sang And I could not have asked for more After all, after all I have done And I cleared up your castle After all, after all, we had won And I 
I used to wake up at night Cause I couldn't wait for the day But now I stay up through the night Cause I'm not ready to face the sunrise The Sunday Someone else Is there someone else There's always someone else But they're not like you They're not like you And I guess you could say I was nervous even more than I thought I would be But how can you act Like you know for a fact How the rest of your life's gonna be The sunlight The Sunday The You're a regular renaissance man, you know what? Um, yeah, my, it's true. Uh, you know what your your music really feels like to me is is fall. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, like that. I, like that. Um, I think that's what I've settled on after after sitting here with you, because there are some. I've, I've talked about this multiple times with people on the show, and I, it, so far, it, no one's told me I'm crazy. But there are some artists that like feel like there there's a seasonality to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like Counting Crows is a fall band to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I definitely n- not ne- not Counting Crows in particular, but I get those <laughs> same fall vibes from from your stuff. I love it. I love. I mean, I love the fall, dude. It's the best time of year. Are you a pumpkin spice latte guy? <laughs> that I am not. You're not? You're missing out, man. I love them. I'm sure it's good. They're, they're a lot of sugar. I mean, yep. it's like 80 grams of sugar. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pushing it for sure. Um, yeah, do you, like what, uh, not your Desert Island albums, but what are, what are your albums for like, you know, top down in a car, riding down the highway? What, what do you put on? Yeah, I tend to listen to a lot from the 2004-2006 era. That's kind that's of my, specific. Uh-huh, that's yeah. kind of my jam. I guess it was because I was in college, and that's when I had the most access to music ever, and I just, yeah, was really cool. into it. But uh, Wolf Parade, uh, Apologies to the Mary Queen, that's an album that I love. Yeah. Andrew Bird, Mysterious Egg Production nice. is a classic. Um, it, yeah, any Wilco album. Um, yeah, and the last couple of years, I've gotten really into uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross scores. Nice. Yeah, so those—that's kind of my. If I'm at home, do, making lesson plans or working, I will. That'll be 
my background music, my productivity music. Yeah, something cinematic. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, there, there. Greenwood too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you you have you there's a cinematic vibe to it, even with just an acoustic guitar in you, which is cool. Um, yeah, man. And you brought this up, so I gotta let you talk about this a little bit because you do lesson plans. You're a teacher. Yes, I'm yeah. an educator. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you teach at? Uh, North High School in Minneapolis. Go Polars. Let's go. Go Polars, mm-hmm. man. How? I, I'm I'm not gonna. How's how's it been? It's been a rough couple of years. Uh, I mean, education, yes, has been rough. You know, the last couple of years, we have reinvented it uh, and provided a very handy online experience and yeah. offline experience, yep. of, uh, free of cost, which is nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love teaching. I love working with 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 children, and that's the place to be. And nice. so, yeah, I love it. Good man. I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad. I'm glad there's a there's a good person like you out there teaching kids. You know, because we we all had those teachers in high school that were checked out. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think, I mean, luckily the education system's changed a lot. I mean, in at our school, it's amazing. If I had one of the teachers we have at our school, I would have been, uh, you know, very lucky. I, I had some good teachers, but the percentage of great teachers we have at our school is, is unmatched. I love so, it. Yeah. That's so good to hear. The kids are going to be all right, right? Yes, the kids will be all right. They are, yeah, they're much further advanced than we were at that age. Oh, thank, thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we uh, <laughs> look at us, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the kids are right. I'm glad that you're kind of shepherding them through that awkward experience <laughs> of what you teach high school. Yep, ninth through twelfth. Ninth through twelfth. What, what subject do you teach? Uh, social studies and journalism. Oh, very. They have a journalism class now. Oh yes, we do. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> Well, we write for a newspaper called North News, and a community paper, and yeah, we do that. We make uh, video broadcasts, uh, we do photography, yep, digital, we do it all. Very cool. That's that's an awesome skill to be teaching kids. Yeah, that's fun. I, I mean, especially in this era, like, journalism is research, mm-hmm. and do your own research but like we're all doing our own research every day we go on the internet you know for for whatever it is like whether you're trying to buy something on amazon and you see eight thousand five star reviews you're researching Mm -hmm. you know but like to teach people how to actually diligently research like a journalist i feel like that's a skill every kid should have now yeah yeah you gotta you gotta they're more media literate than we are because they've been navigating that you know yeah four different types of social media their whole life so yeah they they are the pros that's cool Mm -hmm. well i'm uh I'm, I'm glad. I'm like I said. I'm glad you're shepherding them through that through that experience, man. That's <laughs> yes. that's cool. Do they know that their teacher's a rock star? Uh, I mean, I try to make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> Open every class. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we're watching School of Rock because that yeah. is me. Yes. No, but I play them my music, and I'll have you know I show them pictures of our concerts and stuff to try to you know they they think it's cool. Yeah. I, I, they don't necessarily maybe love the music per se but they <laughs> they appreciate it's the still that it's still cool I'm doing my thing yeah, yeah exactly they're going home and talking about mr wilbur and his and his band that's playing at uh playing at 331 i wish i had a venue i could have <laughs> yeah, thrown in was, there right there we, we played there recently yep, that yeah yeah um three through three through one's a good spot maybe happy productions one of these days maybe we'll get you up to the new spot yes i'd be happy to hey it'll be it'll it'll be an option well, we're coming up on the uh, on the top of our hour here, Sam. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you do you have to go anywhere? Do you have anywhere you need to be? No, nope, I'm, I'm here. You got you got time. All right. Well, let's take a second and thank some sponsors, and then uh, you know what? Are you okay with me playing? Can't complain mm-hmm. after that. Love it. All right. So we'll uh, we'll take a second. We'll thank some sponsors. We'll come back. We'll play uh, play. Can't complain because I kind of hear you tell me about that song because that's the first that was my first exposure to you. Is yeah. that is that track? Um, yeah. So we'll do that. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with Sammy Wilder. <laughs> Samuel Wilbur on Glad You're Here and Happy Productions.live. 
Welcome back to Glad You're Here and Happy Productions. Live. That was Samuel Wilbur with Can't Complain featuring Rachel Kenny. Is that, is that how you say your name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's the story on Can't Complain? Because I've been loving that song for a while. Yeah, I love that song as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the story, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wrote that uh, song. Um, it's kind of about how I met uh, my fiance. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, about yeah, we, yeah, uh, our, yeah, how we kind of rekindled. And it's just kind of a, a fun story. And then the chorus, uh, I still remember your home phone number. That's just kind of a sort of separate thing, but I just like that concept. Like, I still do remember. Uh, like my buddy Mike Swan, shout out. Still remember his home phone number back in South Dakota. You know those nice, things. Yeah. Those are things that you probably don't. I don't. I don't remember any any current oh, people's phone number at all. No. But I still remember all my good friends' phone numbers from elementary school and you know you know middle school and stuff. So I just like that concept. Yeah, I, I remember the the phone number of the kid who lived across the street from me. He was my best friend growing up. Um, and I remember going to his house one time. My grandma was over at my house watching me. This is, and she's like, "If I call you, you'll hear me, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, yeah, obviously. When you're calling him on the phone, I don't know why I wouldn't hear that." And she meant like, "Go out," because she's my grandma. She's from yeah. a different generation. She was going to go out in the front steps and just yell my yeah. name. It didn't work. <laughs> no, but but it's like that's that was their generation, and then our generation remembers home phone numbers, and then. Uh, after this, I don't know. What are they going to remember? TikTok handles? Yeah, yeah. I guess you would definitely know your at, your at some level for sure. Oh, do you do you remember your aim name? Uh, yes. What, what was it? Can you can you tell it? Uh, yes, it was just salmon, like S A M M I N, like jamming and salmon. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty creative for for eleven or twelve or however you old know. we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine was Stratman four five seven. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah little, that was pretty cool. Little guitar ref. Well, yeah, you got to let people know you play guitar when you you're in sixth grade. Definitely have to let them know you, you yeah. shred. <laughs> You, you remember that as a, as a kid where like you wanted everyone to know that you played music oh, it, was, yeah. it was like this is my identity now yep yeah. oh yeah carrying around the guitar picks yeah, oh, I yeah. want everyone to know oh yeah buying the Led Zeppelin shirt from Target mm-hmm. yep yeah um, speaking, speaking of which classic rock so the Beatles was a thing <laughs> yep um, what other like classic rock are you influenced by what else falls into the in the Sam Wilbur influence uh, bin yeah I don't know influence wise um I didn't like. I did not get into the Rolling Stones until recently because I was so diehard Beatles. I was like, can't I do love it. it. Sorry, allegiances only to the Beatles. Man of loyalty. Yes, but then growing up listening to them more, I was like, okay, there's like, there's obviously some great stuff there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't dive too hard into classic rock. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I, that's I, okay. I, more recently, yeah, I mean, I like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. But there was only those are only like I wasn't. Full into any, any yeah, full classic in, into that because you would have been, um, yeah, two, see, 2004 2000, to 2006 was the college era. So, so like, do you, you remember Kirk Cobain? Like, the yes, I mean, I was not like, yeah, I mean, I was still young, a little young on that end, but we got, we got internet in like sixth grade, but it was real bad, you know, dial up. But I think it was eighth, eighth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade is when Napster was around. Oh, yeah, and so then it was just like. It's on. Yeah. And I was all about downloading everything. And so, yeah, I just jumped in and got as much of everything I wanted to explore at all. And so, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was very fragmented because you weren't going with albums with Napster. You're just going songs. Song, whatever song, yeah. whatever you could get. And so that's and why a lot of the, sorry, that's why a lot of the 90s rock was kind of, I still think, comes in because I was discovering 
Blair song too and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nothing nothing wrong with that. And then you had to drag it into your iTunes or Windows media player and like rename it from Napster. Yep. Winamp yeah. is was my jam. Winamp. Winamp was oh man. Yeah, that's that's a real throwback. Mm-hmm. I I love it. Which it's cool how that how like the medium does kind of shape you in a way. Yeah. You know, of like Napster being the way that you accessed it got you all this nineties rock, which you probably wouldn't have gotten if you'd been going to the electric fetus and like buying CDs, you know. Yeah, yeah, I did not yeah, I was not not buying vinyls or anything like that in in uh, middle school or high school. I was I downloaded I looked up all the Beatles songs and I downloaded them and I burned them onto uh, CDs alphabetically. So not even by album A wow. through Z. Yep. So oh, bizarre way to discover the Beatles. I, I love that, dude. So so like, do you still have that thing? Like I remember back when CDs were a thing. And I would listen to CDs, whatever, records even. This still kind of happens. Where you get so used to, like, the end of Day Tripper, like, mm-hmm. the Beatles one record. Mm-hmm. The end of Day Tripper plays into Yesterday, I think. And so, like, when I hear the end of that song, or no, Help, plays into Help yep. on that album. Um, so when I hear the end of it, I'm like, oh, Help is next. Mm-hmm. No matter what context I'm hearing it in. Yep, definitely, definitely have that. Do you hear that with, like, Beatles songs now? You're like, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this should be uh, in alphabetical order, please. <laughs> oh, man. That's tough. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool though. I like I like that you were organized and diligent about it. Yeah, I don't know why I did it, but that's the way I went. Man, are we gonna get an alphabetical Sam Lobel album? <laughs> that would be sweet. I would love to see uh, how that would line up. Yeah, that would be that would be very cool. We could just we could just put it all alphabetically. So should I not do this in the order you have it sequenced? I'll do it alphabetically <laughs> tonight. Please. Yes. Yeah. All right. No, that's that's cool, dude. So you you went to. So you, you grew up on the on the Beatles was the big thing that got you in first. Went to marching band, picked up a guitar, <laughs> learned Day Tripper. Mm-hmm. Two thousand four to two thousand six, you were jamming out to to a lot of like indie rock kind of. Yes, yeah, yeah that was so. kind of your thing. And then we have the fiance that enters the picture at some point. <laughs> yep, that was later on. Yep, eight years ago. Yep. Is she is she musical? Um, she's an artist, so she's cool. yeah, a visual artist. So she makes. Uh, uh, yeah, she's an illustrator, so she makes really cool art like that. Oh, man. Isn't that stuff so cool? Yeah, I, I like having uh, another art artist, but a totally different medium, because it's, like, it's just cool to watch her process and how different it is to music, but there's some correlation. Yeah, it's yeah. cool to see how other... I love I love the artistic process as well. Yeah, just art, just people creating things mm-hmm. in general, whatever it is. Yeah, I would say the more art, the better. Yeah, all day long. Mm-hmm. More art, the better. There's a slogan. Mm-hmm. We're full of slogans tonight. Katie Vernon had one earlier of uh, peace, love, and ukuleles. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. And then uh, more art, the better. We, mm-hmm. can, we can put both of these on bumper stickers. Yep. We, can, we can get them out there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Um, okay, and then you, you started the band, or I suppose, what's the history of the band Pelican? Yeah, so that's my buddy Nick Christopoulos and I. We started playing music together in 2008-ish, I want to say. Um, it, just at, right after the U of M, uh, we started making music. We were he introduced me to Ableton, which was a game changer. And so he's, I mean, he's a pro. He can do everything. And uh, and so yeah, we kind of would, yeah, just write songs, very John Lennon, Paul McCartney style, like yeah. you know, uh, half and half sometimes even and stuff, and go back and forth. And and yeah, and so we started a band, and we've been playing. Yeah, it's been. Oof, yeah, over 10 years we've been playing live together cool. and with a rotating cast of others. But now we have a really cool, uh, awesome foursome uh, with Luke Barrett and uh, Dan Nofelcheck. And so, yeah, we've been playing live all over. 
And yeah, we got um, we're on Spotify. Check out Pelican, uh, Pelican. So Pelican with the T at the end, nice. like a pelican that kind of down on his luck. Yeah. Uh, check us out. Yeah, we got uh, we're working on a new new album right now as well. That'll be that we recorded at uh, we recorded drums at Minnehaha Recording Company. Sweet. And so we'll get that out there to the world soon. But yeah, we rock and roll. And that's if you want to see the. Uh, yeah, see the live experience. Uh, that's you got to come to the Pelican show. I I believe it. When uh, I know you don't have you don't have anything on the books, right? No, no. no yeah, nothing right books. now. But we got. Well, if they they should follow you on social media though, right? Yeah, yeah. Check me out. Um, guess I'm not really good at social media, but I am on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, but just follow me on Bandcamp and Spotify. Those things. There. Yeah, you don't need to be. Uh, we don't need to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. Yeah, just just give them the follow on Spotify, um, and pay attention to. Do you have your Spotify hooked up with that thing that like shows people in gigs? Like it shows up on the Spotify page. Yep. Yeah. So is that Songkick or whatever? Yeah. Uh, so when you go to a Spotify page and you follow follow Samuel Wilbur and you go to Pelicans and you follow them, make sure you stay tuned for when those gigs come through. Because uh, Sam is too nice of a guy to say this, but I'm going to say it. So Spotify pays out the artist point zero 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 five cents per time that you listen to it, and it's not enough for the amount of effort that goes into creating this art. So if you want to support local artists in the local scene, you got to go to the show. Mm-hmm. You got to go to the show, and plus, you're going to love it. If you're it, like, it's it's just such a good time to go out to a local music show. Um, which brings me to my my question that I ask everybody. I say everybody, but I forgot to ask Katie this earlier. Um, so the Minnesota music scene is a cool thing. It's a yes. cool, interesting thing. Um, but the question I like to ask everybody that comes through, why why are you a part of the Minneapolis music scene? And I don't mean that. I, it, I know when I say it, it sounds like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. But I know you're not here because of the weather, right? Mm-hmm. There's something about Minnesota that makes you want to stick around and make your music here because you could do it anywhere. So what about the scene keeps you keeps you around? Yeah, I mean, I love it here. We have, I think there's a, well, one, I'm always blown away by all the talent. Every time Pelican has a show, we're always with two other bands, and it's just like, dang, everyone's good. And I go to the Sociable Cider open mic, and they, they put on 35, you know, artists Jeez. each week or more. And it's like, we, we have no shortage of talent here. So it's always fun to see. And yeah, you just you just meet people uh, through Minnehaha Recording Company. I met full, the people from Full Catholic who were on last week, and there, that's my favorite. Like that one, their album is one of the, the best albums I've heard this year. Dude, and so, and I wouldn't, I would have never heard them. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if you're not out there going to live shows, like uh, Falcon Arrow, that was a band we got uh, teamed up with, and just some of the coolest. They, they rival any national act. Like, yeah, it's, so it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And there's no ego here. Yeah, you can go out to a show every night of the week. You can see uh, products. That's another friend of ours, Kiss the Tiger. Like, you go out and see a show like that, you're gonna get a. I would argue that you know New York, LA, you, you're going to see a good show in Minneapolis any night of the week. It's I would I would have to agree with you. Yeah, it's, it, it, you know, pay attention to those clubs' websites, to the Happy Productions website. We got we got shows coming up at the uh, the new venue that we're building out right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's so true. Any night of the week, you can go out, you can you can catch a show. If you're in Minneapolis, you don't even have to cross the river. If you're in St. Paul, same thing. Don't even, don't even need to cross the river. I'm in South Minneapolis, and I find myself never going to St. Paul anymore. It's so weird, you know. I, I mean, it, when you're when you're playing music, you do, but yeah. Since I haven't been playing out, I don't ever make it over there anymore. Yeah, that's probably know? very true. But White Squirrel is a new venue in St. Paul. It's a good spot. Awesome. Yep. yep, good spot. And that's that's what I'm getting at. There's a lot of places that I'm missing out on by simply not going to St. Paul. Yeah. So go uh, go out to the shows. Make sure that you that you catch them. Sam, Samuel Wilbur, he's going to play this album in alphabetical order at his next gig. <laughs> yeah. uh, his whole discography alphabetically. It's going to be it's going to be the uh, the Beatles experience Napster style. That is an awful name for a show. Can you <laughs> yeah, imagine that? Yes. The Beatles. Bad ex- branding there. 
<laughs> that is not a bumper sticker. Yeah. No, that one doesn't make the cut. We'll, we'll throw that one away. Um, all right, Sam. Well, here's the thing. If you could play any song, it doesn't have to be yours. We could play, we could play a, a song you're influenced by if you wanted to. What would you want to play? You want to play DJ with me for a little bit? What do you want to hear? Yeah, sure. Um, let's do let's do a full Catholic song. Do you have, oh, you I got have access. I've got full Catholic. Let's go full Catholic. All right. And let me. A little bit of Pelican with Fight Back. Before that, we had looked at the sea from the lovely Katie Vernon, who was on earlier. And of course, for that full Catholic with Traveling Song. You're listening to Glad You're Here on Happy Productions Out Live. We are live in the studio with Samuel Wilbur. Sam, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah. You got a good name, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know people have no control over their own names, but you kind of do because you could go by Sam or yeah. Samuel, you know? I like I like Samuel written. Like, it yeah. looks, I think it looks very formal. It does. Uh, no one calls me Samuel, so it is, it, yeah. you know, but I think it looks nice. It does. It does have, it's, it's got those extra syllables. It sounds official. It looks right? very official. Yeah. It does look very official, like William Faulkner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Samuel Wilbur. Yeah. Looks good on the, the album cover. It does look good on the album cover. Oh, speaking of which, I haven't seen this album cover. If I go to Bandcamp right now, am I going to see it? You will. You'll see all the all okay. the art that I have poorly created. I uh, I am a big fan of album covers. So you made these? Yes, I make them all for better or worse. You could argue. <laughs> there is there is nothing worse when you make them. So I, <laughs> I'm pulling this up right now. Here's Samuel Wilbur on Bandcamp. Everyone out there listening, why don't you do this with me? Ooh, this has got some Wilco vibes to this cover. Oh, yeah, you can see that. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot vibes, Mm -hmm. for sure. This is cool. So what's this a picture of? So I was in the UK recently, and we were in London, and we were walking around, and I saw this street, and it was so drab. I just thought the buildings were so um, ugly, like, you know, just like so just a bad era for architecture and yeah so i just snapped that photo and i just yeah just caught my eye and then cool. i messed with it digitally to to make it look a little great i dig it that's a pretty sweet little uh sweet little album cover you got there man i try graphic design is not uh, my specialty but i do like i do i do photography and so i like to use all the stuff all, all my album covers are photos that i've taken yeah. and then messed with cool Hey man, it's a uh, it's pretty cool, and it's it's cool to to be exploring other other mediums of art too. You know, that you get to get to play around with and and do everything there. Um, say, I did a real bad job of time here because okay. it's time to thank the sponsors oh, again. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do take a second and do that, and we'll be right back with Samuel Wilbur. I came back a bit premature. I should just let it uh, go right into that, but uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. All right, everybody, we're back. I'm glad you're here in happyproductions.live with Samuel Wilbur joining us for the evening. All right, Sam has decided that he will be willing to grace us with one more of his masterful songs here live in the studio. So I said, well, yeah, we're going to take you up on that offer, obviously. Um, so, Sam, what, uh, what are you going to play for us here? I'm going to play a little song called Mother Earth. Mother Earth. All right, here it is, Sam. Take it away. Commit all your crimes, every white collar. You can waste all your time chasing every single dollar. But if you lay your hands on Mother Earth, 
got yourself a problem I will destroy every single thing you're worth My promise to you solemn It doesn't have to end like that Maybe there's still time We could save our little habitat And don't watch our planet die It doesn't have to end like that Maybe there's still time Do you want to save our habitat Or watch our planet die Cause I'm just a guy Who is so lie We work from the moment that we wake up To the moment that we die Capitalism brings misery Capitalism is a prison we could leave Capitalism spreads like a disease Capitalism is killing, killing me million dollars You'll never get to spend all those funds There's not enough hours in the day So what if you played your employees fair wage Just think of all the power you create And rising tides Will they rise both ways Think we could empower But if you lay your hands on mothers You got yourself a problem I will destroy every single thing you're worth I promise to you solemn It doesn't have to end like that Maybe there's still time We could save our little habitat And don't watch our planet die It doesn't have to end like that Maybe there's still time Do you want to save our habitat? Or watch our planet die? Cause I'm just a guy Who's told a little lie We work from the moment that we are born To the moment that we die Capitalism is misery this capitalism is a prison we could leave capitalism spreads like a disease all this capitalism well it's killing killing me I don't want to work until I die What if I want to go out and live my life How can I get there when I'm drowning in death How can you build a future when there's no future left When there's no future left How can you build a future
song oh thank you yeah i uh, i was gonna ask about the story about it but i think i think it's pretty clear <laughs> yeah kind of self-explanatory yeah. uh, on that one yeah it's a new one i don't have that recorded anywhere yet but i just i'm always the biggest fan of uh what i got yeah man hey i uh, i love it the the new stuff is always is always good well we're gonna we're gonna take a moment put on put on some music i'm actually gonna play some wait wait i've got oh, i've nice. got some of them coming up so we're gonna take uh take a break some wait wait from charlie parr tramp by turtles coming up and then uh if you stay with us for the fourth hour we're gonna play sam sam's full record the new record tone deaf in its entirety so stick around for that we will be right back i'm glad you're here and happy productions live there you have it folks my conversation with samuel wilbur what a great guy to hang out with chat and man what an awesome musician too that was a lot of fun so, as always, these are pre-recorded live on the radio, and they get released at some random schedule because I take my time with things. <laughs> so, some of the shows that he was promoting probably aren't relevant right now. However, you can always follow up on future shows with all of his social media, all of the websites, all of those things to stay in touch on what he's got going on out there in the world. I'm Grant Glad. Follow me on grantgladmusic.com, Instagram, grantgladmusic. And then follow the radio show, facebook.com slash glad you're here radio show. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all that you do. Thank you for supporting local music, local arts, and local artists, and the local scene. We appreciate it. Keep on keeping on out there. We will see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode of Glad You're Here, the podcast. Thank you so much. That's it for now.